The decisions aren't necessarily just made by the patient, but rather by the head of the family, which even to this day in 2023 is often the father or uh, other male figure in the family. So we know that stigma when it comes to the epilepsies is rampant. And today, neurologist Joe Servan of the Mayo Clinic speaks of it specifically amongst the Cuban-American and Latino communities of the US and how, through his work, including the Brain and Life and Espanol magazine, is challenging this. I am um, a Cuban-American, first of my family born in the United States. Uh, they left Cuba in the mid-1960s. And so uh, the Latino world has been a very important part. Well, it's part of my identity, uh, but it's been an important aspect of always feeling like to give back. Um, I spoke Spanish with my uh, family, my parents, um, aunts, uncles, and uh, English uh, with my brothers and sisters as I grew up in Louisiana, a very complicated uh, world. Uh, but I always felt like I wanted to give back. One of the things I did as a, as a neurologist that I'm currently involved now is I'm editor-in-chief of Brain and Life en Español. That's the American Academy of Neurology's uh, public-directed uh, magazine written in Spanish uh, to try to provide help, if you will, as, as it comes to neurological conditions. So uh, the Latino population is very important, particularly the ones with seizures. There's a, if there's a lot of stigma in non-Latino populations, there's lots of stigma with uh, seizures and epilepsy in Latino populations. Um, there's still uh, miseducation, misinformation uh, that's very rampant uh, when it comes to this. Um, and so um, it's very, very difficult uh, in terms of just trying to kind of get messages across uh, when it comes to to this, can you explain for the ignorant little lay people who um, people unfamiliar with the Latino community why or how does stigma differ between Latino communities and non-Latino communities in general? One of the things is that you do a lot of work to try uh, to to lessen the scare factor. I mean, there's a lot of stigma on both ends, Latino, non-Latino. But I'd say in the Latino culture, um, so oftentimes there's even a, 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 an overinflated element of stigma. There's a sense of perhaps um, a, a spiritual connection that's causing this, uh, a, a sense of contagiousness. Uh, those are things we always are trying to dispel. And uh, perhaps that's there in the non-Latino populations, but it's definitely uh, one of the things that we notice uh, very clearly uh, when it comes to um, to this group. And so it's super important to kind of do the education. And so how do you go about that? Because, I mean, I'm a huge fan of education, 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 and think it can be really quite frankly, exciting when it comes to the epilepsies because we have so much new data out there, like much of it we can't understand yet, but, you know, and people with real passion, you know, working to find out new treatments to improve quality of life, et cetera. How do, how do you communicate all of that to the Latino community? There's two ways. One of them is is by the fact how I, I mentioned of what I do with the magazine. One of them is to direct it to, if, to those who speak Spanish primarily to do it within language. So you definitely have to be very prepared 
to kind of offer the language, to present material in the language that they're most comfortable with. That's one. The second thing is you have to understand, uh, uh, even though I hate to kind of call all Latino culture the same, given that it's a diaspora involving countries all over all over the world. Yeah. That, so I want to be very careful and cautious. Nonetheless, some of the things that you, uh, you know, that we note is oftentimes that it is a paternalistic directed culture. That is the grandfather, the father. Uh, they tend to have uh, an outsized role in decision making. And you definitely sometimes have to make sure, I guess, to, to be clear on this, you definitely have to make sure that when you're communicating information and educating information on this topic, that you have more than just the patient in mind, but you have the family in mind, because the decisions aren't necessarily just made by the patient, but rather by the head of the family, which even to this day in 2023 is often the father or uh, other male figure in the family. I hadn't heard that before. Um, and th things like this are really important for clinicians to understand, I think. Well, and equally, uh, other people with an epilepsy, like, who we, we can have a global community, you know, but I think we need to have a better understanding of what challenges other people go through. It's another reminder that you're not just treating the person, you're you're kind of treating the community. And that's a that's kind of a different mindset. It's really clearly a different mindset here in the States uh, where, you know, it's all about individual freedoms and everything's about uh, the ultimate person as a person in front of you. And that's absolutely true. But if the decisions are made by everyone else influencing it, you gotta, you gotta, you want to make a change for pragmatic sake, <laughs> you have to include the other folks. Otherwise, nothing's going to happen. And it's just another reminder that the decisions that ultimately lead to your health or lack of health are often at, they, they reside on little decisions like this, which is, do I talk to the rest of the family? Do I address the rest of the situation? And it's just kind of important to kind of have that grander or holistic view not that I have all the answers, but but that's what I'm learning at this point. Amongst your uh, colleagues and and other clinicians around the US, do you uh, are you teaching other people to think in a similar way for their uh, generally their Latino patients? I I try to, and I try to do my best in that regard. I'm not. What's hard though, it's 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 an it's just one person here, and you try to tell people who are very busy clinicians. Out in the world, time is such a premium these days um, that I hope that's the message we try to drive home. I don't know if we always do, but it is one of those areas that does come up a lot. Well, anyone listening to this, uh, we have about 2,000 downloads a month. Share it. Share it. We all need to know what and, and empathize with what other people are going through. You know, no matter our heritage, our, in our, you know, our background, whatever, we're all homo sapiens and we can empathize with one another. Just sometimes I think, as you're saying, we need to look at things just from a slightly different angle so that we have an understanding of what people are processing, I guess. I absolutely agree. It's, it, it's, you definitely have to get within the culture uh, and the mindset of the person you're helping 
easier said than done often, uh, but nonetheless, it's a, I think it's a truism that maybe has just not been fully valued. Well, it sounds wonderful to me. I thank you so very much for your time. It, it, it's really been great, Joe, and you're inspiring for patients and clinicians alike. Um, so everyone, make sure that you follow Joe. It's all over social media and you've got your podcast. What's it called again? It's called What's Health Got to Do With It? We had a producer who loved Tina Turner, who doesn't? And so we, <laughs> so we uh, basically play with the title. Uh, it airs on NPR radio here in North Florida on weekends, but releases a podcast anywhere you get your podcast. So What's Health Got to Do With It? And it's always a pleasure. And Tori, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much to Joe for his great insight into how the epilepsies can affect some people of the Cuban-American and Latino communities of the U.S. Let us continue to learn more about each other's cultures, perspectives, challenges, differences, similarities, and provide empathy and support to those affected by the epilepsies. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. And I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts about today's show. Please subscribe to Epilepsy Sparks Insights on your podcast app so that you will never miss the weekly episode. I'm Tori Robinson. Thanks for listening. <laughs>